What is up, Bad Bitch Collective? I'm Haley with Strong as Hail, and for the past five years, I've been helping fitness-loving women eat to fuel their performance, ditch restrictive dieting, and get strong as hail. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered conversations about nutrition, training, mindset, and so much more. With a mission to create a culture of empowered women who embrace their strength, live confidently, and prioritize their wellness, I am so honored that you are here. Now let's jump into today's episode. All righty, guys. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about macros versus micros, because if you are new to this space and you've been tracking macros for a hot minute, um, you know that they're important and you know how to reach them probably. But the biggest thing that I see with macros, and I fell into this trap myself when I first started doing them, was that I was only worrying about my macros Mm -hmm. and I was only worrying about checking off protein, fat, and carbohydrates. So Annabelle, if someone is here and they don't know what macros are, what are they? Macros. uh, I like to think of them as the three main food groups, Um, protein, carbs, and fats. So all of them, very, very important, all for different things. Proteins, you need them because they are literally your entire, entire body. Yes. Muscles, um, skin, organs, all of that needs protein to survive. Very, very important. Um, fats important for hormone regulation, as we talked about last week. Um, if you guys were here, shout out to you guys. Um, also for vitamin absorption, we're going to talk about that with our micronutrients as well. And then carbohydrates, everybody's not everybody's, but most people's favorites, um, (laughs) your body's first source of energy. So also very, very important, not necessary for survival though. No Um, fun fact. As much as we would like to believe, um, they're necessary for my survival, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, I can never go without another pancake. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, without our chicken and waffles brunch, oh. um, I don't know what I would do. But I feel like we have chicken and waffles every time we're together. I know. So it, it better happen this weekend. Yeah, too, yeah, we have to have it. For sure. Um, but yeah, uh, what should I say? Um, special guest macro. He's still a macro. Alcohol, also a macro. Yes. Um, but does not contain any protein, carbs, or fats, because it is its own macro. Um, can't really track it in my fitness pal if you are tracking them, but still very calorically dense. So must yes. be accounted for as well. Also not necessary for survival. And that <laughs> one, I think we can all actually look at that. <laughs> so, Some people would probably disagree, but you know, yeah, whatever. I know that's that's a different conversation yes that, that's a very different <laughs> conversation um so yeah those are the three macros for if you include alcohol um and the reason why they're so awesome is they really truthfully and honestly in my opinion and you can give your opinion on this as well but they really allow you to better support your goals with your eating like if you are wanting to get toned that's the buzzword right now on the fitness instagram sphere is getting toned like for summer getting lean showing off that muscle you can't do that if you're not eating enough protein because then you won't have any muscle to show off you'll just get what mm-hmm. a lot of people refer to as like skinny fat like you're really tiny but yeah, that, yes. that, that body type or that heroin <laughs> chic look, that was a big conversation like three months yeah, ago. Not good. Not yeah, good. not good. And if you're not <laughs> eating adequate amount of protein, you're not going to get the body goals that you probably are really looking to do. 
Um, same with like fat, like you talked about making sure that you have enough fat to have a healthy hormone functioning as well as micronutrient and vitamin transportation is really important. Um, and then with carbohydrates, like you said, if you're not eating enough carbohydrates, you're not going to have adequate amount of energy to do anything. Um, mm-hmm. so they're super awesome because they allow us to really maximize the foods that we're eating to support our goals. And then the other thing that I really love about macros is that they teach you so much about the food that you're eating. Like it's Mm -hmm. a tool obviously to help you reach your goals, but you learn so much from tracking macros rather than just tracking calories. Um, yeah, because everyone who doesn't know what macros are thinks that calories are the most basic unit of energy consumption, which they are but our calories are then broken down into macros, which just gives us a lot more information about the foods that we're eating. However, Mm -hmm. when it comes to macro tracking, there's that, however, it's always there. Yes. I feel like they can create a bit of tunnel vision because Mm -hmm. we get into this thing of, oh, I just need to meet the macros. I eat whatever to check off all the boxes. Good, great, ready to go. But macros at the end of the day are not the most important thing. They're very, very important. Yes. And I think it's important to say too, that like, if you have a very specific goal of losing weight or gaining weight, like, yes, you can do that just by tracking macros for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for long-term health goals, or if your goal is to get healthier if that's to lean out like more sustainably like all of these things you do need to take into account and start looking at not just your macros but your food quality because anything will work for a short period of time yeah like you can do anything for 30 or 60 days and see a difference if you're actually making changes but at what cost in the long run I guess we should ask absolutely absolutely and that's kind of what micro nutrients really point to is the quality of your overall diet. And that's not a saying that like good food versus bad food. That's not the conversation for this. Like we can mm-hmm. have that conversation, but it's really, how can you meet your macros while still getting in high quality foods? Mm-hmm. Because this is a conversation I've been having to have with a lot of clients recently and a lot as in like two or three, but more than <laughs> I've had in the past. Like I haven't really come across this issue as much until recently with coaching, but I see them, they're meeting their macros. I'm like, cool, check, check, check. Fats, protein, carbs, good to go. But what a lot of people in this industry and a lot of coaches don't look like is also the quality of that food. Like Mm -hmm. they're meeting their macros, but it's Kodiak cakes in the morning, a protein bar for a snack, uh, chips in the evening. It's Mm -hmm. and like, even though they're protein chips, like they're, they're technically marketed as like healthy foods or whatever Mm -hmm. in quotation marks, but there's not a single real item of food in their food logs. Yeah. That becomes an issue. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, you're meeting your macros, but it's with food products. It's not with food. So what are your thoughts on what the difference is between a food product and a food? So a food product and a food, um, 
food product, if you could not like walk out into nature or walk onto a farm and find it anywhere, then it's probably a food product. (laughs) You know, like you're not going to walk out to a farm and find like protein powder sitting there, you know, like you'll find some chickens, you'll find some cows, you'll find some beans if you're vegan, you know, but you're not going to find like pre-made protein shakes you're not going to find protein bars growing out of the ground you know um and people are getting like companies are getting really creative now of like what can we put the name protein on to get people to buy it and think that it's healthy um i have fallen into this trap more times than i would like to admit and like it's not a bad thing like don't misunderstand us here like those things are not bad um it plays into the whole supplements are meant to supplement your diet right um your diet should not be completely made up of supplements so like if you're on a road trip and you stop by a gas station and you see something that has the word protein on it sure pick it up that's probably better than half of the things that are in there um but again that shouldn't be like part of your every single day i have to eat this to meet my protein goal diet Mm -hmm. um my one that I've been buying more often than I would like to admit now is they've come out with protein donuts. So by protein, like more Yummy. protein than a regular donut would yeah. be, it's still like 12 grams, which mm-hmm. like, sure, it helps a little bit. It's not as <laughs> much as people are just like, oh my God, I had a high protein breakfast. It had 10 grams of protein. And I'm like, that's a great step. It's <laughs> a great more. start. But compared to a normal donut that would have zero, like, sure go for it yeah um, so that's one of my been one of my guilty pleasures the past couple of weeks but um so food product not able to be found in normal nature if you were to just walk out there today food is growing from the ground it's walking around at some point as sad <laughs> as that is to say but it's true um and also just like it has color to it you know that's another thing to like tell how good your food quality is is it like all one color when you're looking at it or do you have like the colors of the entire rainbow you know like that's where your nutrition is coming from yeah absolutely I 100% agree I like to think of it as like single ingredient versus multiple ingredients like if it Mm -hmm. is a single ingredient item like yeah chicken beef yeah you know what it is exactly (laughs) you know what that is um, yeah. and the ingredient is what it is. Like, say it is like, right. it's not like an ingredient, but looks not like chicken. You know what I'm saying? Right, Those types, right. Like the wonder burger. It's not a burger. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of things pushed together to be a burger. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I like to think of a food product versus a food. But when it comes to overall diet, Terry quality, like increasing the amount of micronutrients that we can have in our diet what is how do I word this what is how do I word it what is your like overall recommendation so when you're like going through a grocery store how do you Mm -hmm. distinguish between what's food or like what's a food product and then how do you increase the quality of the diet that way Yeah. So again, all of this, we're talking about balance. It's not, you have to eat these things and you're not allowed to eat the, these other things. Um, first thing I always say to my clients is there are no foods that are off limits. Of course there's foods like, Hey, eat more of this and let's eat a little bit less of that, you know? Um, so with that in mind, 
walking into a grocery store, anything that is fresh that is normally on the perimeter of the grocery store is going to be the way to go. Again, looking at a at an ingredient label and seeing the singular food that it is. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, um if something's like in an open refrigerator, like any sort of produce, like you're good to go there. Um, rather than starting in the center aisles. And yes, every single food has macronutrients in it. But like, as we said before, 20 grams of protein in a protein bar is not the same as 20 grams of ground beef, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, just sticking to the perimeter of the grocery store, I would say. Yeah. And going back to that 20 grams of protein from a protein bar versus 20 grams of protein from like actual protein stores. Like if you guys are someone, or if you're an individual who is struggling with feeling hungry all the time, Mm. that is a really big conversation to ask yourself. Like, are you getting your food sources from food products or are you getting Mm -hmm. them from real foods? Because nine times out of 10, the real food option is going to be more filling. So Mm -hmm. if you're someone who's meeting your macros and you're hungry, not always is the answer to increase the macros. It's to look at the quality of the diet, like cereal, like Lucky Charms, for example. And don't get me wrong. I love Lucky Charms. Mm -hmm. Lucky Charms are not going to keep me as full as long as a bowl of oatmeal. Like those are the kind of the flip-flops that you give. And it comes down to those foods being very high quality. They're typically Mm -hmm. more complex. They're not as simple. Mm -hmm. Um, And for those of you who don't know the difference between simple or complex carbohydrates, like that's a big thing with carbohydrates. Like a cereal is a simple carbohydrate, whereas an oat is a complex. And so that complex carbohydrate takes longer to digest. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is one of the first things that I look at when someone's like, I'm really hungry with these macros. I'm like, great. Awesome. Like, let's have this conversation. But then I go in and I look at their food. And again, it's Kodiak cakes. It's mm-hmm. a muffin, a protein muffin cup. Like I'm, thank you for tra- yeah. trying to get your protein. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I can appreciate the effort for trying to get your macros. But at the same time, I know that without the micronutrients that we're looking for in the diet, you're being held back from your potential, yeah. from health, from fitness, from strength, whatever your goal may be. And so mm. it's crazy how just like, not crazy, but it's just very interesting to see how we get so tunnel vision on these macros, but mm-hmm. we sacrifice the quality of our diet when that quality is typically what pushes us in the direction we want. You're right. You'll see yeah. some progress with macronutrients up, up the front, like out the gate, because mm-hmm. any change is going to create change. Right, right. But in the long run, if you're really wanting to perform, if you're really wanting to improve your health, if you're really wanting to excel in the Mm -hmm. truth of it, um, then we need to eat more foods than food products. Yeah. And when it comes to like me and my personal recommendation, I usually say no more than two food products when it Mm -hmm. comes to like protein supplementation. Like you can have a protein bar, you can have a protein shake, no more than that. What are your thoughts? Right. Right. No. And, um, I'm going to like refer to, to obviously anonymous 
uh, types of people, not like two people specifically, but just two types of clients that I've worked with in the past. One of those being like how many protein shakes or protein supplements can I get away with in a day? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. It's kind of like, okay, they're eating whole foods. Like they are eating vegetables. They're eating healthy carbs, healthy fats, but they're not getting any protein in. So they're like, okay, protein shake for breakfast, protein bars for a snack. Um, what else is there? Like protein oatmeal, protein pancakes, <laughs> and like all of these things that it's just like, I had one person who was going through like a canister of protein powder a week because like that was the only thing they were, no, I'm, I can't make this up. <laughs> and they're just like, wow, this eating healthy is really expensive. And I'm just like, it's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, not. I promise you, it's not. Um. So that's the one thing that I have seen that I'm just like, okay, if you're needing to supplement more than a protein bar in a day, maybe a protein bar and a protein shake, just one of those things, then we need to break down your meals. Um, if anybody has worked with either me or Haley, you've probably gotten a grocery list, like first thing on signing up giving you, I'm kidding you not, whether you're vegan, vegetarian, um, or you eat meat, like 50 different options of different protein sources you can choose from. I guarantee even the pickiest of eaters can find yes. at least three to four things on that list that you can eat, yes. you know? So there's really no excuse to being like, oh, well, I can't hit my protein without having three shakes and two protein bars every single day, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's one type of person that I've seen quite a bit. The other, not quite as common, but you will not believe um, how much we had to work through this, but finding ways to hit their macros by eating the exact same thing for three meals a day. Very like calculated person. Yes. Like, very mathematical of like, okay, these are the numbers that I need to eat. I don't really care about like how things taste. I don't really need that much variety. Like I'm good with this. So it was just the stereotypical chicken, rice, and broccoli for four meals a day, seven Yummy. days a week. Consistent, <laughs> if nothing else. Like at yeah. least you don't have to worry about your consistency. Have to give them props. But I know. And then they were just like, well, I'm hitting these macros that you told me to hit, but why do I feel awful? And I'm like, yeah just because you're hitting your macronutrients, you're getting like these five to 10 specific micronutrients throughout your day and all of the other ones you, you're not even coming close to. Yeah. Like you can only get so many micronutrients from chicken, rice, and broccoli. Yes. You know, you're getting tons of those micronutrients, yes. but like what about all the rest of them, you know? So it's like, you would look at that person and be like, oh, well, you're getting protein in every single meal. You're getting a vegetable in every single meal. But it's like if you're only getting those specific few micronutrients, like you're missing out on the variety and the micronutrients in every single other type of food there is out there, you know? So yeah. even if you are like looking at your diet and it consists of whole foods and a vegetable, if it's the same whole food and the same vegetable, you're not really that much better off than somebody who's supplementing everything. Yeah. You know, like 
the micronutrients are in the variety. Yes. So having a highly varied diet is so important to hitting your micronutrient goals as well and actually start feeling better. Yeah, absolutely. Which kind of segues into the importance of micronutrients because I know Mm -hmm. we hear about them and we're like, cool, veggies and fruits. Like I'm not a Mm -hmm. big veggie gal. Don't get me wrong. You know this. You're doing um, better though. I have been ve- very much better, <laughs> but I'm the kind of person who only wants to eat the same veggies. Like I find the ones that I mm-hmm. want and then I just want to eat the broccoli and the Brussels sprouts because I know how mm-hmm. to make those taste good. Um, mm-hmm. And so it requires a little more creativity and a little more patience on my end because I do understand the fact that like you said, the variety is where the micronutrients are. It's in eating the entire spectrum of colors when mm-hmm. it comes to produce it comes in vari- like varying red versus white meat. It comes in varying your sources of fat that you're getting, getting whole grains and complex carbohydrates. Like it comes from all of that stuff, but it is easy to get stuck in the trap of just eating mm-hmm. the same things over and over again. And that does neglect an entire just spectrum of micronutrients, yeah. which brings me into why they're so important because a lot of people just think that like I'm just spewing that micronutrients are important. So I'm going Mm -hmm. to put this into CrossFit and fitness terms so that people can understand why micronutrients are important. So if we are literally lacking micronutrients, we are not functioning to our highest potential capability. And the prime example of this, and I think me and you talked about this once when you were, um, getting into supplement and all that stuff when we were trying to figure out what was going on with your menstrual cycle, but low Mm -hmm. iron, low iron Mm -hmm. is pretty darn common in women. Um, it's because there are, or like lots of women have kind of demonized meat in a way they Mm -hmm. look at it and they're like, okay, well I need to have like oatmeal for breakfast. And then I can maybe have like a salad that has a tiny little bit of chicken on it for lunch. And then for dinner, they're exactly. And then for dinner, they're like, oh, no, this is me raising my hand to make a comment, but not to interrupt. So that's the other thing that like meat has become so controversial in the society right now, like with vegetarian and like vegan, like if you are vegan or vegetarian for whatever reason, like to each their own. But I had this whole debate with somebody once. They're just like, yeah, I want to stay away from like super highly processed meat products because it's just like not raised humanely and like the way that it's farmed and there's just so many like antibiotics and steroids everywhere that I'm just sticking to plant-based products and vegan options and going completely meatless instead when they were filling their diet with vegan meat products (laughs) and I'm just like if you look at chicken or you look at ground beef or ground turkey or whatever it is you cannot try to tell me that is more processed than this imitation turkey meat that has been so ridiculously processed that you can't even tell what it is anymore yes you know it's filled with so much soy that it's affecting women's hormones like Mm -hmm. I I literally have I have two vegans on my roster right now. And that was a conversation that we had is how to get protein without having a vegan or vegetarian meat style product. I'm putting this Mm -hmm. in 
very large quotation fingers um, because she was having something like that every single meal, like even in Mm -hmm. her snacks, even in her um, like breakfast, lunch, dinner. And I was like, okay, like you're reaching your protein goal. Awesome. Um, which is the hardest thing for vegans and vegetarians to do, which is why they eat those types of products typically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Those products, if you look at the ingredient lists have 20 plus ingredients, so many ingredients and 50% of them or more are not a real food. Like mm-hmm. it's just not, it's like guar gum to make it yeah. sticky. I'm like, what and then is- people are just like, why do I have digestive issues? And I'm just like, exactly, hmm. exactly, <laughs> because you have gum in your intestines. Yeah, that's why? That's literally made to not be digested and just to go straight through you. Like, yeah, no way, like, you don't feel good. No, exactly. <laughs> and so that's like one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation because I was having those conversations with clients. I'm like, great, I'm so happy that you're reaching your protein goal, but the reason that you probably are so backed up with your digestion <laughs> and you have been bloated for 17 weeks without avail is because you are eating a food product to get your protein in, which is just what vegans and vegetarians tend to do. Um, mm-hmm. And even nor- like even people who eat meat, like I still have girls who try to eat three protein bars a day. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. we can't be doing that because it yeah. is not improving the quality of your diet. Sure. You're meeting your macros and that's awesome. I'm really happy about that, but how can we meet your macros by increasing the quality of your diet? And again, mm-hmm. like you said, that's not me saying that someone needs to only eat real food. Like, I don't mm-hmm. agree with that either. I think that's completely ridiculous and unsustainable. Like the idea that you're never going to have a cookie that you did not like personally make in your kitchen from scratch is ridiculous. Not going to happen. Yeah. No. Um, and I like cookies. I posted yeah, me days about how much <laughs> I love cookies, but- mm-hmm. And we'll get into how to increase your like micronutrients and the quality of your diet at the end. But there are reasons for this. And just in the terms of CrossFit, going back to low iron in women without iron. Okay. And this is just an example of a micronutrient. Your body is unable to create hemoglobin, which is a substance in your blood that shuttles oxygen from wherever in your body it needs to back and forth between your lungs and without adequate amounts of iron think of it this way in terms of fitness just so that i can make this make sense to someone with low iron you are more likely to feel out of breath you are more likely to feel winded and you will not be exercising as efficiently or you will be burning out more quickly because your body does not have the ability to shuttle oxygen appropriately. Mm-hmm. And so this is an example of what can happen to you from a fitness perspective, not even talking about a health perspective, like going upstairs and feeling out of breath after two stairs. Like that's not normal. That's not mm-hmm. right. Um, if you are basically a moderately healthy human, now if you're like obese, then that's a different conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. but your quality of your, like your exercise, your workouts, it's going to go down if you do not have adequate amounts of iron in your system. 
Mm-hmm. And so like that would lead to increasing things like meat, self shellfish, like leafy greens to get your iron intake back up or your iron levels back up. And then going back to the vegan and vegetarian conversation, if you are a vegan or a vegetarian, the more prevalent type of iron found in plants is non-heme iron. And it is less bioavailable than heme iron, which is more found in like meat and animal products. So mm-hmm. how do you, with being a vegetarian, get more iron when you're not eating more meat products? Well, you have to increase the leafy green consumption, but we need to be able to digest that iron. And so that leads us to needing more vitamin C because that is closely related with the absorption of iron. Now, what do you do if you're low on <laughs> vitamin C, right? Yeah, like, It's a cascade effect that really does affect you a lot more than you think it does because we look like the conversation with micronutrients is that, ah, oh, it's whatever. Like you don't need them. It's just plants. Like people joke all the time. It takes more energy to digest a plant than it does to like eat it or like to use it or whatever. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's not why we're eating plants. Like that's not why we're eating high quality food. We're eating it because Mm -hmm. our body needs it to function properly, to function at its highest. It's not, we want you to have micronutrients because they're good for you. We want you to eat plants because they're good for you. It mm-hmm. gets so, so, so much deeper than that. Yeah. And if we are missing out on those things, our, our performance, it decreases. Our quality of life decreases. Our ability to do simple tasks decreases. Our longevity decreases. And so they're super important and we can't overlook them. Mm-hmm. But when Mac, we start tracking macros, they tend to go on the back burner because the macros become the sole focus. Yeah. Well, too, we can kind of relate this back to our discussion from last week too. anybody who hasn't listened to that yet, go ahead and listen to it. Um, But half of the issues that I was running into were fixed with a multivitamin. Like we talked about that too, of um, I just spoke about my client who was eating like the same thing, like four meals a day, every single day. And that's an extreme situation. But I am guilty of kind of doing the same thing. Like, I don't eat dairy really that much at all. So my only healthy fat sources I was getting was like whole eggs and avocados or guacamole. Like that was my only fat source that I was getting. And then um, I'm not a picky meat eater, but I also am like most comfortable just cooking like chicken and shrimp every once in a while, um, ground beef occasionally I've started doing that more just to get some more variety in but then same thing it was like broccoli and brussels sprouts were my go-tos and like outside of that like I kind of made all of my meals from the same foods and then like thinking about that I was just like okay well I'm eating plenty of veggies like I'm eating a couple different types of meat and I'm eating the non-dairy healthy fats that I can And then I was shocked to find out that I was missing, I was still missing out on a ton of micronutrients, you know, and that showed up in very, very real ways of missing menstrual cycles and my skin reacting the way that it did all because I was not getting the micronutrients that I needed, even though like on the outside, I thought that I was eating a super healthy diet, you know, like I don't supplement that much. And that was like my, my claim to fame for a second. I was just like, oh, well, you guys have to supplement so much. I'm doing great and I'm not supplementing (laughs) anything. And then I'm just like, well, 
if you don't eat red meat, like there's all of your iron right there. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. if you don't eat this, like you're missing out on all of this. And it's like, it all adds up. And even if you think that you eat pretty healthy, like odds are you still are missing out on quite a few things, yeah. you know? Um, and two, one thing is to be careful of, I should say, is that we do like to self-diagnose quite a bit. Um, and we talked about last week too, about the importance of like talking to somebody who's, um, smarter than you mm -hmm. and like asking for that advice and stuff. And the entire time I was just like, oh, well, I think that I'm low on like omega threes, or mm -hmm. I think that I'm not getting enough B12 in, or I think that, um, there was one other one that I was convinced that I was low on. And then I got my hormone panel back and she was just like, oh no, you're perfectly fine on all of these things. It's all of these <laughs> that you assumed you were getting plenty of that you're missing out on. So, um, all of that to say, still go talk to somebody, yeah. go see somebody if you're actually having serious issues because you Googling, like, why do I feel this way is not going to like give you the correct answer. Yeah. Um, and your symptoms could look completely different from somebody else's, but like, it's worth taking a look into to actually fix the problem and not start supplementing for something that you don't need to be supplementing for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's give the people some main takeaways that they can use to increase micronutrient quality of their diet. So I'll yes. go with the very first one and then you can go and then we can just keep, we can just keep giving advice. I suppose. Okay. Okay. Um, one way that I personally have increased micronutrients in my diet is simply by having a fruit or veggie with every meal and making mm -hmm. it a different one every, every meal. Like, so mm -hmm. recently I've been doing raspberries in the morning because I was eating zero <laughs> veggies or fruits. I didn't, I'm not putting spinach in my Ooh. eggs that I'm yeah, not no. that gal. <laughs> it it, it no. ain't happening. Like I tried so many times it gets so slimy. It's not happening for mm, me. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. So yeah. I will eat raspberries in the morning, which great. That's red. Check it off. Um, mm -hmm. Then for lunch, I will eat Brussels sprouts or a broccoli of some sort. Great. That's green. Check it off. Um, and then for dinner, I will eat like I we had tacos and I made sure to put like lettuce and tomatoes and corn and beans on mm -hmm. my tacos. So great. I crossed off yellow. I crossed off green again. I crossed off mm -hmm. black from the beans. I like we're good. I got red from tomatoes. We're good. Rainbow. Yes. Eat the rainbow. And it doesn't have to be every single day. You're having something of every color. Like I'm not going to lie, not realistic. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're having a fruit and a veggie with each meal, like that should be a good starting point. It should be helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Kind of going along with that too. Um, people, please look over your shopping lists. If we give them to you, mm -hmm. there's a reason we give those to you to show you all of the variety that you can have. So instead of being like, okay, well, I need some, I need a protein source for lunch and a protein source for dinner. And then picking up like two different sources, like buy smaller amounts of more different things. Yeah. So now for me, that looks like chicken, ground beef, shrimp, salmon, tuna, like 
I get at least five different protein sources each week now just to make sure I'm getting variety in. Like we talk about consistency a lot um, and just like consistently sticking to your macros, which yes, is super important, but consistently sticking to your numbers while getting enough different food variety in is Mm -hmm. so important as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so from a protein perspective, you listed a lot of awesome ones. So let's talk, you know, let's just do this shopping list. Let's go for it. Mm -hmm. Carbohydrates. We can do white potatoes. We can do red potatoes. We can do sweet potatoes. We can do grains. We can do rice. We can do cereal. We can do couscous. We can do quinoa. Quinoa. Yeah. We can do brown rice, white rice. Like there are different colors of all the grains as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and like squash, you can use squash as your base for carbohydrates, mm-hmm. like spaghetti squash, pasta, like yeah. pasta. Exactly. There's so much variety that you can get and you can find. And so utilize mm-hmm. that, make different meals with different things. Um, my personal favorite carbohydrate is a potato. Uh, yeah, I was about to say a potato. I'm a potato girl all the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yellow potatoes, <laughs> red potatoes, like 17 different forms. Yeah. Purple potatoes, French mm-hmm. fried potatoes, baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, potato tots, potato tots. They Ooh, are the superior food group. <laughs> the superior food group is they the really potato. Are. They are. They're so versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are like different ways that you can get in different carbohydrates. Now, fat, you talked about fat with only eating mainly like avocado and oil. I know a lot of women struggle with getting variety in their fats because they mm-hmm. think of the word fat and they think fat makes you fat. That's not mm-hmm. the case. You need fat to shuttle literally fat soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. Mm-hmm. You cannot move those in your body if you do not have fat available for it that to mm-hmm. be shuttled. So what are some different fat sources that we could be looking at so that people can increase their variety there? Yeah. So eggs, obviously, um, avocado, guacamole, if you're fine with dairy, like cheeses, um, trying to think too. salmon, salmon is fantastic. I've also started doing just like less lean protein sources. So I'll do chicken thighs. Now I'll get less lean ground beef, like even doing that, like condiments too. Like if you need to do that, like um, I, I'm a big honey mustard person. There you go, right there. Um, cooking with, I normally t- stick only to cooking with olive oil because I trust it the most. Yeah. <laughs> um, but aside from that, I don't know if you have any others to add on to that. Sour cream is great. You know, olives, olives, yeah, can be great. Um, like nuts. The- we left those out. Nuts and seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts and seeds. Peanuts, almonds. Yeah, and think of them. Pistachios like having them in the sources of like peanut butter or like olive oil. Yeah. Those are awesome. Mm -hmm. But again, if you are someone who is struggling with feeling more full with the foods that you're eating, then I would go more towards like the whole food source of that option. So like, instead of peanut Mm -hmm. butter, getting peanuts, like those are going to kind of provide a little bit more micronutrient density. But if you like peanut Mm -hmm. butter, I'm not saying don't eat peanut butter, like peanut butter. I love sun Mm -hmm. nut butter. Um, another, my favorite source of fat is chocolate, like dark chocolate. Ooh, yeah. Super awesome. That's also super high in omega threes, which people do not think about when they think about chocolate, but there's mm-hmm. actually tons of antioxidant properties and tons of micronutrients in chocolate that are super beneficial. It doesn't have to be something that you feel guilty about eating. Like mm-hmm. the darker the chocolate, obviously the more micronutrients, 
the more milk chocolate you go, the le- the more it's sugar at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dark chocolate can be a really great source of fat and micronutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some awesome ways in which you can get variety. And then as always, when it comes to supplements, you probably should be talking to your physician before, but mm-hmm. the majority of women can benefit from a multivitamin. Multivitamin, yeah. Yeah, like, and there, we can obviously make an entire different episode on supplements that are actually worth taking, but a mm-hmm. fish oil supplement and a multivitamin are a great place to start that mm-hmm. actually do something for your body. Not like taking yeah. reds and greens, but you know, right. that's neither. And something too that I found has helped a lot of people. If you're finding that you're like super bloated, like after every single meal you eat, um, probiotics, nothing's mm-hmm. going to go wrong. Like if you accidentally take too much probiotic aside mm-hmm. from like probably going to the bathroom a lot more than you'd like to, but like, <laughs> if you're curious about that, and then you do have a history of antibiotic use, like look into a probiotic and you can get those in, um, Greek yogurt as well. And I know a lot of people like to drink kefir, um, mm, not kombucha. as common. Yeah. Kombucha is the, the hot new thing now too, but just making sure too, that you're taking care of your gut health as well. Yeah. And that can come from anything fermented as well, like sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Literally just having sauerkraut or pickled cabbage or pickles. Um, pickles. Fun fact for everyone. I hate Haley just anything got so pickled. <laughs> I hate. I love anything pickled. Give I did eat a, a pickled raspberry the other day and it was delicious. Oh, I actually liked really? it. Yeah, it was kind of oh. spicy though. And I was like, oh, I could only eat like one of these at a time. That sounds gross i'm not a big fermented gal i'm not gonna lie but those are some options for getting in more probiotics for gut health Mm -hmm. um which also coincidentally have tons of micronutrients in them um so the main takeaway is that yes macros are so important but don't let the tunnel vision of trying to meet those macros take away from the overall quality of your diet Mm -hmm. so i encourage you to if you are tracking or if you don't track, just do a week of tracking and look at the quality of your diet. Are most of your foods coming from a box or a bag or a jar that's not like yeah. a canned vegetable? Um, are they more food products or are you getting more foods? It mm-hmm. comes down to that 80-20% rule that I use in like a lot of strong as hell coaching is 80% of our foods should come from real sort like real foods. The other twenty percent—that's where we get to have the cookies, the protein bars, the protein. The soul bars. food. The soul foods, yes, or even the mm-hmm. supplements. But the majority of our foods should be those single ingredient. Like walk out mm-hmm. onto a farm. There's no protein bar trees. I promise you. Um, so go out there and try, or like look at your diet and see where the majority of your foods are coming from. If they're coming from mm-hmm. products try to make some switches. So instead of a protein bar, add in a serving of chicken, add in a serving of shrimp, add in a serving of beef, whatever meat floats your boat. If you're not a meat eater, there are so many vegetables that are high in protein. Like there are so many, so many foods in general that are not meat that are high in protein. So to say that you're vegan or vegetarian, and that's why you're not meeting your protein. That's not a good enough excuse. Like I have Mm -hmm had five vegetarian slash full vegans in my program over the course of the past year. And every single one of them have been meeting 120 plus grams of protein every single Mm -hmm. time. And without a crazy amount of food products. Um, 
Like that's just not a good excuse anymore. But look mm-hmm. at what you're eating. Give and like look at it objectively. This is not a good or bad thing. This is not something that you need to feel like judgment or shame or anything over. But look at it honestly and be like, okay, where can I increase food and decrease products or supplementation? So that's the overweight yes. takeaway for me from this conversation. Any final yes. parting words for you? Yeah, just one thing that um, I read somewhere on just like another topic like this of a lot of the times when we start tracking macros or we want to start eating healthy in quotes, um, we think about all of the things that are part of our diet right now that we need to stop eating pretty much in order to become healthy. Um, And what just really stuck with me that I think about a lot now is instead of seeing all of the things that you can take out of your diet, like start thinking about what things you need to add in. Absolutely. So as Haley said, she's having fruits in the morning and then vegetables twice a day. Like it's as simple as that of just like adding something into your diet that you're already doing to increase that variety. That's going to set you up for way more success than you even realize just by doing that one little thing. There is, I literally had one client. Um, he came to me and he was over 500 pounds and, um, he did not like to cook. He did not like to meal prep. And so we had to get really, really creative with his food plan. Um, no, he came to me at 580 pounds because he lost 90 to get under the 500 mark. That's Mm. what happened. Um, and so he didn't like to cook or anything. And so he went out to eat for every single meal, literally every single meal. And literally the only thing that we focused on for him over six months for him to lose 90 pounds was adding in a vegetable option at every single meal and adding in steps. That's it. Mm -hmm. He got 5,000 steps per day after he was maybe getting 1,000 steps per day when we first started working together. And at every restaurant that he ate at, he had to get a vegetable or a like fruit dish. Like he had to get a Mm -hmm. side of fruit or he had to get a side of vegetables. And over time, that just compounded and compounded and it created more good decisions for himself. That's Mm -hmm. literally all it is. It's like you start creating momentum because you're like eating these fruits and vegetables and you're like, oh, this is making me feel good. Yeah. And and you're like, okay, instead of fried shrimp, let me get just grilled shrimp this time. And then you start Mm -hmm. feeling better and better. And then you just keep making better decisions for yourself all from the, all from just adding fruits and vegetables. Yeah. It all adds up. It does. It does. It's like super impactful. So that Mm -hmm. is all we have for today. We talked about why macros are so awesome, but why micronutrients are also awesome (laughs) and should not be overlooked. But other than that, it was super great talking with you, AB. We're going to have our content weekend in Greenville this week. I know. I'm so excited. I could die. I'm thinking of it as vacation. It's girls' vacation. vacation. It is girls' vacation with the guys coming along, but whatever. Yes. Um. But we will be back next week for another episode of the podcast, and we'll be talking about some fun things. So tune in. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how Strong as Hail can help you achieve all your health and fitness goals, DM me on Instagram at strong.as.hail for more information, and I'll be in touch. See you next time.